up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I'm your host, as always. And this week, I'm joined by my very good friend, Linda Roble. It's board game week. That's why she's here. You have, uh, you and I have not been able to play board games because it's been no. so crazy. Absolutely nuts. You were getting the last couple of days at the campground in. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we've just been trying to get kids ready for back to school things will hopefully settle down soon i but when when will they ever but fortunately um wizards of the coast and renegade game studios um the cup runneth over with all sorts of crazy news to talk about so i thought we would just do an episode where this is one of my favorite episodes where um you know nothing i do I have been head down getting the classroom ready, doing getting my kids ready, so I have seen nothing for announcements. So I'm going to <laughs> and so I am going to talk about what was announced and you can just mm-hmm. tell me your genuine feelings. You just let it all out. You don't have to hold anything back. <laughs> and with that, we're going to start with Magic the Gathering, everybody. So my favorite topic. <laughs> It is your favorite topic, but you know what? I think deep down you are amused only because oh, yeah. um, because I am excited and you share in my excitement. So um, let's just get right down to it because we got right. a lot to talk about. But if we happen to end early, we happen to end early. What are we going to do? So um, Wizards of the Coast had a huge blowout on um, the, I think it was the 24th. They did a big old live stream, um, and they made a ton of announcements. And so we want. I I'm just gonna kind of go through them very quickly, um, and we'll and I'll talk about kind of. I'll start with what they announced, and then we'll talk about what it means and why I think it's cool and exciting, even for you, Linda. Um, <laughs> So, the first thing they did is confirmed that spoiler season for the next Magic the Gathering sets. How crazy is this? We just had the new Dungeons & Dragons set came out like a month or so ago. And we're already into spoiler season for the new one. But it's two sets. Innistrad Midnight Hunt, which is all about werewolves. And Innistrad Crimson mm-hmm. Vow, which is all about, you guessed it folks, vampires. Vampires. And so, um, there are two distinct sets you're going to be able to buy set buy packs from each set. They're being released at the same time, and they have different themes, obviously. One about werewolves and one about uh, vampires. We don't know the story yet. My guess is that they will be at war, <laughs> um, but That's I could the, be totally isn't that wrong. is usually the story? Uh, I mean, it's, it, it has been. Uh, but in, but I, I, at the end of the day, Magic is a game about conflict, so... Like, True. there's going to be beef between somebody. Um, if everybody gets along, it's not exciting. Yes. And the, the what they confirmed is that spoiler season starts September 2nd, which is Thursday. Um, and then we will have spoiler season. And with spoiler season, what that largely means is they do one big info dump at the beginning. That's where they're going to tell us the flavor and maybe the keywords. They're going to give us, like, the why. Like, why did they make this set? Um, and then, then there, there, gonna be, there will be content creators, not us. I just want to be clear. We don't get preview cards. Eventually, that's on my bucket list to get a spoiler card. That's like the thing I want. That would be very um, cool. So, uh, but different content creators, be they TikTokers or Twitchers or 
podcasters, what have you. They all get a card that they get to put out. Um, and they slowly come out, and then eventually they release the whole darn thing. There's a pre-release tournament, and then they release the set into the wild. What's um, kind of interesting about this, the reason I love Innistrad, and the reason this is actually Evan, my oldest favorite set, is that they use what is called top-down design in Innistrad, and what that means is they say, I want to make a monster, and then they just make the monster. And so they were like, I want to make Frankenstein, and they made Frankenstein. So they do the theme first, and kind of make the mechanics work rather than okay. having a bunch of mechanics like on a card and then like naming it something interesting. So Innistrad is very cool like that. It's very classic gothic horror. Um, and it's very like there's been the mummy and the invisible man and Frankenstein and all sorts of stuff like that. But clearly it's coming down to werewolves and vampires because That's mechanically cool. speaking, they are very, very cool. So we'll find out more about that. Um, on the second, I will be doing a preview every single day on my TikTok. So if you are interested in Magic the Gathering, you should follow me on TikTok at Engage Family Gaming because I will be doing a spoiler every single day and I'll be talking about the cards that are teased. So Next. the teased cards come out. So I have an easy question, I hope. Yeah. Do, they, do you know when they're actually releasing the set, the actual like goes live to the public? Um, let me see where they said that. So it comes out in October. So it is October. Um, I was wondering because it's it in October. perfect for Halloween. It's in October. Yeah, so. this is definitely in October. When perfect. is the release date? What does it say? Um, I wasn't sure with the spoiler season, like how close it was. Spoiler season. They, they so, bringing it out to the actual oh, release. Innistrad oh. Midnight Hunt comes September 24th. Okay, so and almost then, October. And then Innistrad Crimson Vow. Oh comes November 19th. So they actually don't come out Ooh. at the same time. I thought they were released at the same time. Here's what they, here's what's actually happening at the same time. I get it now. Um, okay. In early 2022, they're actually releasing what's called the Innistrad Double Feature, which are Ooh. special draft boosters, which is a separate kind of pack, and we don't have to get into it, <laughs> that has cards from both of them. Um, oh. And so it's like a special draft format. Um, where you can get cards from both sets and things get wild. Um, that's the thing that comes out where they're kind of combined. But otherwise, they are two separate sets, but they are kind of okay. staggered really, really close. Um, so anyway, so we're going to find out about Midnight Hunt very, very quickly on mm -hmm. September 2nd, and then we're going to find out about Crimson Vow in October. Um, so that's kind of neat. With that said, all those previews are going to be all over my... Uh, TikTok, I cannot wait to start talking about those cards. I love talking about cards. It's one of my favorite parts of playing Magic. I think I might even like it more than playing the game. Not even joking. I do love playing the game. Interesting. So, um, the they, they made a whole bunch of announcements about various kinds of um, non-set products. Like, they call them challenger decks, which are decks that are... Um, you know, meant to be just bought and used immediately, um, as opposed to having to, you know, put it together from, you know, buying individual cards and putting them together. Um, and so that is kind of neat. Uh, in, on October 15th, they have four Pioneer decks, uh, the, the, four Challenger decks for the Pioneer format. Don't worry about it, Linda. Um, and, <laughs> it doesn't mean um, to me. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, I mean, 
at the end of the day, every, Magic is divided up into different sets, and it has a bunch of different formats in which different sets are legal. So if right. a I set knew. isn't allowed, that just changes the, the decks that are playable. And right. so this is the Pioneer format, which is relatively new, and these are four... Okay. Um, I'm definitely getting at least one or two of these, um, because these are a cool way to kind of get into a format. You get a couple of these, and they're not going to be super competitive. They're relatively low power, but they're a great way to get started. And you know all those cards are legal in the format because of the way that it works. Um, right. And the boxes are cool. Uh, one of them has a dwarf on the nice. front. So, ah, win. So, um, and so the meat of their announcement was talking about 2022. So we know the end of 2021 is all about Innistrad, so it's going to be gothic horror. And people want to know, around this time, what does the next year look like? And so they gave us a, a peek at the next four sets. They release a new set oh, wow. every quarter. And so they gave us a peek at the next four sets. So the entire 2022 um, of the real set. So here's what we've got. And this is why I think this is freaking cool. The first set is uh, called Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Now, to me, Kamigawa means a lot. To you, it's random syllables. But here's what we've got. Kamigawa is a set that was released a long time ago, almost 20 years ago, in fact. Um, wow. Kamigawa was set in feudal Japan, or a magic version of feudal Japan. Mm -hmm. um, a fictionalized version. Fictionalized yes. version of feudal Japan. But it had samurais, and in fact, one of the keywords was ninjutsu. So it Ooh. had ninjas in it. Mega Mom saying it was a great set. It is one of the things where you either absolutely loved Kamigawa or you hated it. It really, it was very okay. divisive. Megamon loved it. I think it's cool. It is home to Kiki Jiki, the goblin. Um, oh, who a goblin. Will, of course. Yeah, of course. It's Kiki Jiki, um, who is just full of shenanigans. So um, now, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is set 2,000 years into the future from there in a cyberpunk Japanese world. Um, and that is really exciting. And we're going to talk about why that's exciting in a minute. Um, so that's going to be in the first quarter of 2022. Um, Mega, Mega Mom saying she hated it when it came out and she liked it now. I, I think that is also <laughs> not uncommon. When it came out, it was just very different. It was very low power compared to the set that came out before it, which was just absurdly broken and crazy. And so it was so thematically different and it was just not as strong. So it was just like, meh. But now, from a flavor perspective, it's very cool. And some of its cards have stood the test of time, which is something that happens in Magic the Gathering. There's cards that come out, and they're not great, but eventually they just turn out to be awesome. Um, so the next one, uh, and this is coming in Q2 of next year, is the Streets of New Capena. Now, the Streets of New Capena is a uh, set that is set in a city built by angels but is now ruled hey. by five <laughs> five crime families made up of <laughs> demons. So it's basically okay. demon mobsters. So picture like Al Capone, like speakeasies, right. you know, that kind of like era. And I'm like I'm sure there's but with demons. But, but with demons. Um and um uh, but it's also kind of you know like 
kind of technological and, you know, this is a little bit more future. This is not a sword and sorcery fantasy setting. And what I wanted to bring up about this is both Streets of New Capena and obviously Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, both of these are non-sword and sorcery fantasy settings, which is something that Magic really hasn't done yet. Like, there's steampunk, and there are, you know, have been artifact sets that have, well, robots, but it's always been kind of steampunky. It's been, you know, at least adjacent to fantasy. Like, the Horde of Phyrexia and the Plains of Marodin, you know, like... Those are artifact places, and there live artifact monsters. But it doesn't necessarily look out of place next to knights and goblins and elves, necessarily. Okay. The, the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty has, like, the key art is just a bunch of neon signs with a ninja in front of it, with a robot raccoon sitting on his shoulder or her shoulder. So it's going to be a very different, and the streets of Nukapena, like, there isn't a Tommy gun in it, but okay. like, I would not be surprised if there is a demon Tommy gun somewhere in this set. Like, this is just the kind of stuff. Right, it fits the flavor. That would absolutely exactly. fit the flavor. So what's okay. interesting about this is this will, this will be the first time that Badge of the Gathering has really just abandoned sword and sorcery fantasy in favor of like something really futuristic or, you know, even kind of like a stylized technology, like what we might see in New Capena. I think that's really cool. Can't wait to see what they do. Um, you know, I want to see what the, um, you know, I want to see, obviously I want to see the mechanics and the cards and all that stuff. This is, this is kind of, you know, like I said, I love talking about cards more than I even love playing the game, I think. But um, this is a really interesting kind of leap into a different kind of magic, which is kind of interesting considering we also just play Dungeons and Dragons magic. In fact, we're playing it right now, playing portable holes and casting Tiamat, the dragon God and doing all sorts of, right? Like, and you know, right, with Driss Duerden, um, now we get, Driss Duerden is going to be able to, in standard, do battle with a, with a freaking cyber ninja. That's just crazy how it can mix the genre so much. This is going to be the first time we're really going to see them do that, as opposed to different flavors of fantasy. And so Mega Mom in the chat saying she's happy to see them branch out. I agree. I've seen a lot of folks kind of say they're unhappy about it and they don't like. Listen, at the end of the day, um, in order for games to serve, a lot of people are like, in order for games to survive, they need to keep. In order for games or properties to survive, they need to do keep doing the same thing over and over again. I can tell you with certainty that that is not true. Nope. You can't do the same thing over and over again because people eventually get tired of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so you have to bring different creative energy to it. And it is clear that Wizards of the Coast is doing different stuff. With that said, as soon as Streets of New Capena is done and we get into the summer, the set is, ref- the set is called Dominaria United. Now, Dominaria means nothing to you, Linda, but... To old school Magic the Gathering fans, Dominaria is the very first world Magic the Gathering took place in. This is like, so they're going all over wild and crazy, and then they're going brand new to to like old school retro original, bringing it back to its roots, which is wow, (laughs) which is for those long term players is huge. Exactly, exactly, and uh, so this is, and it's also intended to be 
um, a release around the 30th anniversary of Magic the Gathering. So let's just, let's presume wow, 30 years. Yeah, I mean, which is crazy if wow. you think about it. But this is a um, the perfect opportunity to go back to where it all began, and mm-hmm. so we're gonna see. Um, so this is where kind of the lore started. So many of the characters that are really p- pivotal to the overarching Magic the Gathering story, which I promise there is one. It's crazy, but it's there. Um, and a lot of them are from Dominaria. Um, you know, and so it'll be really interesting to see what this is all about. We haven't been back there in a while. So super excited about this. Um, and the fact that it's there for the 30th anniversary celebration is crazy. Mega Mom in the chat saying she started playing in 97. Just as a, wow. you know, so right, that's a time reference. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I have been playing on and off for a very long time. Um, and so this is, you know, for me, you know, Dominaria is like, all right, I'm back. You know, this is, um, every time I come back, I'm like in a whole different place. So it's interesting to like, finally get to revisit like what it was in the beginning. And this is a very traditional sword and sorcery fantasy plane. There's elves, there's dwarves, there's humans, there's wizards, there's, you know, artifacts doing crazy stuff, but like, you know, it's, this is, it's a, it's a regular old fantasy world. Then things get real wild in the, in the end of 2022. Even more. Even more. Well, they get pretty wild. Um, um, there is, uh, because they're going to give us Dominaria. They're going to bring, and then they're going to bust mm-hmm. it up a little bit with a set called the Brothers War. Now, the Brothers War is about to... This is, like, I'm actually going to be really excited to read, like, the novelization or the short stories that go along with this. Because the Brothers War is about Urza versus Mishra, who are two characters pivotal to the Magic the Gathering universe. Urza, Urza has had three sets named after him. Um, so oh. he is... A so he's big, important. He's a very big deal. <laughs> this is this is yeah. He is a very very big deal. Um and uh he and Mishra, his brother, um is uh these are two dudes. They're brothers. That to say they don't get along is uh is an understatement. And so um okay. they are. We are going to see their battle. Um kind of erupt and uh, it's going to be my hope of because both of them are artifact guys is this is going to be an artifact theme set that's my prediction i think this is going to be an artifact theme set which is a big deal it doesn't happen very often and what's crazy about artifact theme sets is they are always broken so next year they can't make artifact they can't make an all artifact set without breaking things Every time they do an all, like it's just a, it's, they, they always screw something up, and that's fine because it just means it's just going to be bananas. Um, I, I can't really put my finger on it, but it's like every time I'm like, oh, cool artifact set. They print a bunch of stuff, and the mechanics are just absolutely bananas, and you get like free stuff, and like you win on turn two. It's nuts, and I love it for like two weeks. The thing that's good about Wizards now is they're getting better about just banning stuff because t- gameplay happens okay. on MTG Arena every day. Right. So if they make something that happens to be a problem, they just fix it. Um, so okay. that's a good thing. But so uh, the Brothers War is going to be there in the fourth quarter of 2022. I am so excited for this. I love their take on like artifacts and mechs because and, it's like steampunky and ma- all magic-fueled and very cool. Um, and we're going to get some very cool-looking cards. 
Um, and we're probably going to get uh, Mishra and Urza as uh, cards. Probably. That's um, really neat. Okay. Um, there are also a bunch of casual and multiplayer card sets and products that are coming out um, throughout the year. We don't need to worry about them too much. Um, they're going to be fun, but we don't necessarily have to panic about them. Um, you know, they're doing a, a set of commander decks that are set in, um, <coughs> excuse me, they're doing a bunch of a commander product that is set in uh, Adventures to the Forgotten Realms. So we're going to get more of those cards in the second quarter of 2022. Um, okay. you know, so it, it's cool. Um, next, as if we didn't have enough. There's more. We also got confirmation that they're uh, doing some crossovers. In fact, next year we're going to get four commander decks that crosses match the gathering over with Warhammer 40k. So, space marines and stuff. Um, That's going to be wild. And there's... That's tapping into this whole other dynamic of gamers. Yeah, there's like... There's like a, there's like a, there's like <laughs> one of these, like the Venn, it's diagram, Venn diagram, like it's a Venn the, diagram for the sure. people in that like middle part are like losing their mind. You know who really loves this is our friend JP. He doesn't know it yet, but he is very excited about this. Um, That's I, true. He might you can know see him being this. excited. He um, might. He tends to keep an eye on that stuff. Oh yeah. He's, he knows way more than I do. Now, one of the things that they do, and I'm going to come back to this other thing. Uh, this other thing. Um, they do these things called Secret Lair, which are basically like limited edition cards with special art from special artists or involving special crossovers, etc. They did a Walking Dead one. They did one hmm. for um, you know Black Lives Matter um, for Black History oh. Month, where they redid a bunch of characters as um, you know with black character, you know, as black characters in the art, and it was very cool by okay. by black artists, and it was very cool. Um, That's neat. So they, they announced a couple partners that are coming out next year. Fortnite. Wow. And Street Fighter. Now, you know already yeah. that right. if I could have pre-ordered that Street Fighter one. It was already being your card. It would already be in my cart. Now, I can't do it yet. But trust me, I have already told the general. Um, she hasn't said no yet. And that's good enough for me. Um, I think she just knows that there's really no point in saying no. Um, right, she could turbo say no. It doesn't mean it because you're going to get it. Because I have because it's Street Fighter Magic cards. Like, Street really, Fighter. Um, you, you're in the center of that Venn diagram right now. Yeah. Speaking of crossovers, <laughs> what if I told you in 2020? <laughs> so they told us all about 2022. What right. if I told you in 2023 they were releasing uh, a set entitled The Lord of the Rings: Tales of Middle Earth? They're crossing over with Lord of the Rings. Yep. That is. I mean, the the, the Venn diagram, the middle part just got way bigger. Because that's such a huge property. Yep. It's huge. Uh, it means we're going to get a Gandalf card. Can you imagine a Gandalf magic card? Well, Frodo, you probably can't. Um, but, um, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you probably can't. But you can imagine them making one. Right. Um, I can't imagine what the numbers would be. I just would imagine cool art. Yeah, absolutely. I've only got as far as the art. <laughs> Listen, well, I mean, you know what? The art is some of the art on some of these magic cards is frameable. Let's be real. So yeah, for sure. So that's magic. Listen, we're half hour into this podcast, and I just talked about magic, and even you didn't fall asleep. This is crazy. It, didn't. it was engaging. Um, part of that's my natural charisma. Um, so but true. so 
They did also confirm there's a Magic the Gathering Netflix show coming. It's an animated car. It's an animated show. Oh, wow. It's going to follow the uh, story of uh, Gideon Jura, who is uh, one of the White Planeswalkers. Um, and he's going to be voiced by Brandon Routh, Superman himself. Um, wow. So not the newest Superman and is also the I Witcher. Know, We're I, talking. Yeah, um, I know. But they always credit him as Superman, even though he's he does other stuff. But Brandon Routh is the voice for Gideon. Gideon is like a big soldier guy. So, I mean, like, you know, it's like He-Man. You need the strong, yeah. Oh, he's also the Adam. He's also the Adam. Thank you, Mega Mom, coming in and saving my... Yeah, he's... he's he's. I mean, Gideon is, is like He-Man, kind of. You know, he's one of those kind of, you know, dudes. But it's okay. very cool, because we're going to see some of the other characters. It's going to be... Pretty awesome. The only thing that I'm a little disappointed about is my understanding. I had originally thought from the original reports that the main character was going to be Chandra, who is um, a female character from a plane that is loosely based on like kind of Indian culture and stuff like that. And I thought that would be kind of neat. However, Chandra is a canonically white character based on like the art that they've shown. So like maybe they don't want to whitewash it and, you know, whatever. She can still be in there. I mean, at the end of the day, she sets fire to things. So she'll probably be there because she look because fire looks cool when you animate it well. Um, so that's sure. Netflix, um, and that's coming sometime in 2022. I'm super excited. I love Netflix shows. Um, they do a good job. All right, so that's Magic the Gathering. Take a breath. That was a lot of news. I did. It was. It was a lot. Um, but it's so cool, and all of this is going to be coming to Magic the Gathering Arena, which is um, mm-hmm. free to play. Uh, and it's on mobile. Uh, we actually, I have been working with my brother and we're going to have like a guide and a bunch of content about how to play MTG arena at and maximize fun versus the, the cost investment. Um, and I, and I'm going to do another one on how to play it and minimize the time spent and just enjoy it because the reality well, is something you need people, a novice to oh, practice don't worry. with don't worry you and i are you and i are you are going <laughs> to sure be a need part to. of all of this stuff because i think <laughs> i think because i mean I, I also think booting up arena is the best way to learn how to play magic um mm. because the tutorial is sure. way better than anything that i can teach you um because it has like a little mini plot and it rewards you for getting things right because it gives you cards if you do stuff. It's very cool. Nice. Um, I'll probably ma- maybe I'll start a new account and stream on it just to do a video on what the opening sequence is like. But anyway, <sighs> centering myself because <laughs> we're about to get into some even crazier stuff. It gets crazier. Listen, That's so bananas. Renegade Game Studios. <laughs> Uh, we okay. know who they are. They make a lot of cool oh, yeah. stuff. Renegade Games. They, do. they make Clank. They you know they do a lot. But mm-hmm. they've recently got way into licensed stuff. Okay. Right? Specifically, there are three licenses that they are working with and have been working with recently that are just absolutely crazy and need to be talked about. And those three are Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, and Transformers. Wow. So two out of three of those are basically like my life. Now, as you can as they many are. of you can see, if you're watching the video, <laughs> you version, got it. I'm wearing uh, my Autobot symbol Hawaiian shirt, um, and if you're not seeing, so you got to take a look at this. This was uh, this came today, by the way. How how like this is like fortuitous. It's perfect. Um, so here is what we have going from Renegade. First, Renegade has a dudes on a map uh, Power Rangers game called Heroes of the Grid, 
which they're releasing tons of content for. It's been wildly popular. And it basically lets you mix and match your favorite Power Rangers from across the different shows, of which you know, as a first grade teacher, you have seen all mm-hmm. of them. You maybe didn't identify them all differently, but you know they're all there. Um, and they, um, so you pick your, you bring your favorite guys together and you fight some of your mm-hmm. favorite villains. And, you know, it's, it's a dudes on a map game, only it's with Power Rangers, which is just cool. Right. Um, so that is going to keep going. However, we're going to put that on a side. Okay. And so they put ha- a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that one because it's just cool. But like, even I don't own okay. it. Like, I'm excited about it, but I don't own it because I just don't need more dudes on a map games. However, okay. you do know I love Power Rangers. You know True. I love Power Rangers. Because at the end of the Quite day, as my uh, nephew asked today, I don't know if you saw the post on Facebook, my nephew asked no, if I, I was... No, I have not been on the social media. <laughs> my nephew asked my sister if I was an, a grown-up or a kid, because I'm grown-up sized. Okay. But I know a lot about Transformers. And so um, I told her to tell him that I am both. And so um, they announced Adorable. for all three of those properties. Okay. A deck building game. Oh my. And a tabletop role playing game. Oh my. That's like you're in the center of that, that diagram again. Um, yeah, because you know I love deck builders. They're my favorite genre oh, of, of board game. Mm-hmm. We've discussed this a million times over. And, so many. Right. And I do love tabletop role playing games. I may not get to play them as often as I like, largely because right when we got into the momentum of me playing them regularly, we had an apocalypse. But kinda did. Um, let me tell you. Uh, They created their own role-playing game system called the Essence 20 system, which we're going to be getting more details about over the next months or so. And each of those, and that system is going to power a tabletop role-playing game for each of those three properties that will continue, assuming they are popular, right? They Mm -hmm. will continue to get development. Um, Considering the wild popularity of their Power Rangers stuff, I would presume the Power Rangers one is going to get a lot of play. I don't know about the other Mm -hmm. two. And I say this is the biggest Transformers fan on this podcast right now. Um, True. We're setting the bar pretty low. Um, so <laughs> here is – so the deck building games, we'll start with that first because I think this is actually really cool. All three of those are coming out relatively soon. I believe by the end of the year, all three of them are out. Yes, for those wondering, I did in wow. fact already pre-order the Transformers one. Why did I pre-order the Transformers one, Linda, you may ask? Well, because the pre-order bonus was jazz. <laughs> So, of course I bought that. Of course you did. They said, if you pre- the, it's exclusive for pre-orders. If you pre-order it, you get jazz. I, I think that, like, when I pulled my card out of my wallet so fast, like, it took, like I got wind burned. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can it see was, this happening, yes. It, it was, it, I was sitting right at this desk, and I saw it, and it was like, this, up, and it was, I mean, it was crazy. I, I so um so we have the three deck building games are made by three different designers and are completely different. They are not the same. A oh, lot wow. of people were very concerned that they were just going to be the same game skinned. And right, they're not skinned. Right. Oh. So the Transformers game okay. has like a you know you play as the different Transformers and you're moving along the matrix, which is cards that are turned you know in a you know, kind of a tableau that are played face down. And you're actually kind of searching around the matrix as the tra- as the Autobots trying to flip over cards. You spend Energon to transform, etc. So it's, that is a kind of like a certain, you know, you're moving around 
it's not really a board because it's the cards flipped down. But right. you're moving but you're around said, a play yeah, space. The, the table, right. <sighs> kind of, there's an exploration, you know, pieces in there. Maybe not heavy, but there's a little bit, right? Um, okay. And then, whereas G.I. Joe, it's all about collecting dudes and trying to complete missions. There's a mission on the table. Everybody's mm-hmm. cooperating to try and get it done with their own individual decks and, you know, et cetera. And Power Rangers is kind of somewhere in between the two of those. It doesn't have like the grid, but the idea again is it is its own experience. You have decks for the Power Rangers and you're, it, it is super, it's just really, um, Power Rangers is really more of an action thing than, you know, because it's kind of like, like a Kung Fu movie versus, you know, GI Joe, which is a military thing, which is versus Transformers, which is like kind of science fiction. They're, they're very, the flavors are different. Uh, now, obviously, I haven't played these. I don't have I don't have them here, but they are all different. They have different rules, different mechanics, etc. Um, I think it's awesome looking. Um, yeah, I will. I already have the Transformers one coming. I will very likely get the uh, Power Rangers one also. GI Joe is not my jam, mm-hmm. so you know I have to draw the line somewhere. I mean, if Renegade sends it to me, obviously I will do the work. But. Um, Two out of three these themes as are, aggressive. are like right in my face. Um, and right. so now they do have the same system for the role-playing system. The role-playing game, they okay. use the same system for all three of them. And they call it the essence. But that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, and you were saying that it makes sense. I agree. Um, it's also easier for them, right? <laughs> like, Oh, for sure. Um, no, it, because you can have completely different worlds, completely different things happening, but the same rule system. It's not like it's just reskinning it with if, with a role play game, unlike a game like a deck builder. You know, correct. Does Absolutely it need to have the the difference. So, Essence Twenty is a D twenty based RPG system that, um, in an interview, the lead designer said that they use what's called a fashion plate system for character design. So, what that means is, okay. they have three primary aspects that determine the kind of character they are. So, it's what type of person are they? Okay. What is their function as part of a team? And what experience did they have in their life prior to becoming a hero? For example, oh, let's use G.I. Okay. Joe, for example. Yeah. They talk, In G.I. Joe, the canon is that these are mm-hmm. special agents that were brought together onto this team, either from branches of the military, Air Force, Marines, Army, etc., or civilians who had specific skills who were then brought in. So one of the things that is part of their fashion plate thing is what branch of them, like, where did they come from? Right. Were you a civilian? That, were you exactly. Air Force? Right. And that kind of determines some of the flavor, but also some of the mechanics as far as what skills are available to mm-hmm. you, et cetera. So it's kind of similar to like a background in Dungeons and Dragons, but it's a little bit more focused because, um, you know, and I'll be honest, I don't know. I'm sure they know and I'll probably be in the book what the difference between like the difference in training between like a Marine and the Army. I don't know personally, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure that they will talk about it at least differently. And so. Um, what's their function on, as part of the team, right? You know, the, the idea of somebody from the Air Force that is a medic might be a little different than, you know, somebody that is from the Army that is also a medic. You know, different training, different equipment, etc. And uh, what experiences they had before they became a hero. So this is, you know, their their backstory, that kind of stuff. And right. so, like, what's their motivation? Shapes them. Um, yep. And they call these elements, like, their origin, their role, and their influence. Um, that specifically is... 
you know, that's for the Power Rangers. Those are the names. They call it the origin, the role, and the influence. And that's how they, um, that's kind of how you build your Power Ranger guy. And that's, you know, so, and it will be similar types of things for Transformers and for G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe. Now, this is what I really dig about Essence 20. Um, this was designed by people who play Wizards in Dungeons and Dragons. Because oh. it is okay. all about rolling lots of dice. Essentially, ah. <laughs> The, the, the exactly the, <laughs> sets, the sets of dice that you get for these games include two d20s okay. a 12 mm-hmm. a 10 an eight a six a four and a two now the d2 two. is a coin I, okay that makes sense that's it it's a coin and so like, D2, they're, D2. Okay. and they're themed right you know the transformers okay. one is an autobot logo and a decepticon logo mm-hmm. you decide which one's one or two whatever um same thing with the power rangers and the gi joe so it is um and so the idea is you always roll a d20 plus whatever an applicable die is when you're making a skill test. Mm-hmm. But if you are specialized in that skill, you roll the d20, whatever is the appropriate roll, like die, and then every num- every die lower than that. So, for example, let's say you're supposed uh-huh. to roll a d20 and a d10. You would also, at the same time that you roll that, roll a d8, a d6, a d4, and a d2 now. Here's what's wild. Um, what you're doing is adding the tw- whatever you get on the 20, and you pick the highest from among those dice. Oh. Now, this is what's crazy. If any of those dice comes up with their maximum number, you crit. Mm-hmm. So what that oh. does is that means if you are a specialist in a specific role, you at worst have a 50-50 shot at a crit because the reality is wow. you're rolling a D2 and if that right. comes up as a two, you crit. Um, now that doesn't necessarily mean you succeed. There's still other stuff going on, but like crits right. happen in that's this a- game and it's awesome. Wow. Um, that's really and cool. so it is, uh, you know, so, and they specifically call out, they want to give people that satisfying feeling of just throwing tons of dice on the table, which I agree. Mm-hmm. I love to throw lots of dice. And so this gives everybody True. the ability to do that. And so that's how skill tests, attack rolls, all that stuff works. Um, and that's going to be for all three of the games. Now we know Transformers, so G.I. Joe is coming out relatively soon. Transformers is coming out um, in the, be- in like I think they said in the spring. Um, I'm not sure when Power Rangers is actually uh, towards the end of this year. So it's G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, Transformers. Okay, late next year. <coughs> um, early next year. Early next year. So G.I. Joe, they sent me a they sent me an email asking if I wanted a review copy today. So that one's oh, wow. already at the printers. Power Rangers is also already at the printers. They showed off the collector's edition. There's a collector's edition for the Power Rangers one that comes with six books, each of them with a different cut co- that is just a solid color for one of the original Power Rangers. And I right. looked at it and was like, oh man, uh, I can't justify this much money. I don't even know how much it is, but I can't justify it. Whatever it I'm is, sure it's, it's a much. lot. Whatever it is, it's too oh, much. Yeah. Um, but they also told us today, so this is all this cool news, right? So Essence 20, okay. all these rule systems, they're going to have a core rule book that will be available in a deluxe version with a fancier cover dice sets, and then a DM screen, and then multiple adventures. Um, And those are all coming out. But they also made it very clear that this is not it for the Essence 20 system. Because also coming out in 2022 is the Essence 20 My Little Pony Friendship is Magic game. 
So. Wow, that's quite the license. So the fact that you'll have the same rule system covering Transformers and G.I. Joe and My Little Pony and Power Rangers is pretty impressive. So um, that is... What do you think, Linda? Tell me... So I just dumped a lot of information at you. Like, first off, are you going to play any of these games? Um... The deck builder is assuming not, uh, I don't it, force you because obviously I'm being it, right. your boss can just have you. If we need to anything. review it or something. That's okay. Aside from the, we got a review copy. We need to play it. That is always, of course I'll play it. Um, given my choice deck builders, I'm still not comfortable with them. So that I wouldn't go to those first, depending on how complicated or I would definitely check it out. The, the RPGs sound fascinating. And honestly, of the themes, the Power Rangers is the only one that I don't know as well. Believe it or not, I know G.I. Joe more than Power Rangers. Well, I think that's entirely... I think that's... I don't even just, think that... I'm that more exposure. That's not even but, weird to me. Uh, by nature, no. of the, for two reasons. One, you have been around G.I. Joe longer than you have... You've been adjacent to G.I. Joe longer than you've been adjacent to Power Rangers. Right. By that nature, was Saturday the fact morning that, cartoons. Exactly. Also... Yeah. G.I. Joe is inherently a simpler concept than True. Power Rangers. Because G.I. Joe, at the end of the dudes, at the end of the day, is army dudes. Like, it's true. they have superpowers, sure, because they got, like, cool guns or, you know, whatever. But, like, cool. It's just like some army guy. Yeah. They're army guys and there's a ninja. Cool. Right. Like, so I, I believe that, and that doesn't surprise me. I mean, at the end of the day, and also, you just, you know, we were... We're, we're the, roughly the same age. Like, you know, there's the, just a couple of years difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, but these, all these properties were Saturday morning cartoons. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's one of there's there's also a nostalgia there that does make it appealing. Even though I was not as a child, big into power Rangers, big into transformers or big into GI Joe. Those were not my wheelhouse. Yeah. I will not, Cannot tell you how many My Little Ponies I may have had at one time, but that's another story. I mean, listen, that's all about marketing. <laughs> they had true. They had you. They had me. Um, I'll be they honest. They had me. I, I was had, right in their wheelhouse. Uh, absolutely. That's worth mentioning. I had a My Little Pony back in the day, too. I bought nice. one. I had quite um, a few. I don't remember why, but like I remember like I said that I wanted one, and my parents made a point to let me get it, and I think it was because they wanted to like not be super restrictive. And I only had one. Mm -hmm. It's not like I played with it a lot, but it was like sat on a shelf, and it was cool. Okay. Um, and now I don't think I have any of the, the reason I don't have any of the new ones is because I've been very particular and there's like two that I very specifically mm -hmm. want and I just haven't found them cheap yet or I haven't, uh, you know, like they have been to, on the radar right now. Right. I also have object permanence issues, which we've talked about. So like if I'm not, if it's, if I forget about it, it doesn't matter if I have a million dollars in my pocket, I, it, I can't get it. So, um, I think this is awesome. Essence 20, the rule system sounds cool. The other thing is it, oh, I didn't even talk about it. Nobody dies in this game. Um, so there's no dying in Power Rangers. Because that nobody dies in Power Rangers. Right, no, but you're right. All of these shows, nobody yep. dies on screen. Like, it doesn't um, exist. Transformers is weird. They've definitely killed some weird? dudes on screen. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I, I just visited that, that with... That shows you my... <laughs> well... I you don't remember them in the old cartoons. Oh, in the old cartoons, no. But in the movie, no. which I just uh, I was uh, just at Mega Mom's house uh, the other day. Literally, we watched the 1986 version of Transformers the movie, and um, 
definitely people died. Um, but that's okay. a different. But it's kind of a different thing. Um, so okay. I, you know, but it is. Um, but so, but definitely no one dies in Power Rangers. And part of that is okay. the way they've kind of described it is that um, they have fail states for missions. But it's like you know, you die, you fail your mission, you like teleport back to to base, and the the challenge is then placed on the um, the game master to um, kind of present negative consequences creatively, but not necessarily have them be all about, you know, like characters dying. Mm, and okay. I think that's super fascinating. You know, I'm a cupcake DM. So um, right. I am not a big fan of like, you know, the idea that people talk about, you know, you got to kill your players and make them miserable. And I'm like, no. That's not my. No, I'm, a cup of, I'm a cuppy cake DM. I like to think and my I like players. That. <laughs> I like to think my players enjoy uh, what I do, regardless. So, but this gives me another alternative: the idea of yeah, if you lose, you know, like you can, you know, you kind of bounce back and just do other stuff, and maybe it's harder or you know whatever. So, I think that is a very fascinating addition to just kind of straight up put in there, and it's thematically appropriate for Power Rangers. Power Rangers is not meant to be this like grim dark thing power rangers is inherently like a goofy positive right like you're you're teenagers with attitude you know and superpowers and and it just so happens that you can put on a, a spandex suit and a weird motorcycle helmet and you get superpowers so um i think this is this is all really great news i can't wait to have these products actually come out. Um, and I can tell you what, I know I overpromise and underdeliver a lot on like live products and things like that. I am going to, by some by sheer force of will, find a way to do a live play Transformers, the the role-playing game, role-playing session on our YouTube channel. Even if it's once a month, I'm gonna find a crew and we're gonna make Transformers. And I'm going to run a Transformers adventure um, because I, I, I just have to. I have to. I, I believe that this has been my calling. You know what I mean? You have been sculpted and molded for this moment. I have been molded. Exactly. My entire person has been molded for this very moment. Um, so, yeah, that was, the, that was their announcements. Wow. That, that's huge. This was a lot Absolutely. in like two days. And right. Here's what's wild. Um, uh, Gen Con is in two weeks. Oh, my. Now, we are not going. We are not going. Full disclosure. Um, full disclosure. We will not be at Gen Con. But Gen Con is definitely happening. Um, and so there are going to be a bunch of releases and announcements coming out of there. Mm -hmm. uh, which we There's will. always so much. Which Follow we will definitely the, yeah. be covering and we will be talking about. And we'll probably inform a lot of our coverage for the next year or so. Um, so, Yeah. Lots of exciting stuff happening in the board game space. Listen, the the shipping stuff is slowly starting to get figured out. We've got a new Phase mm -hmm. Shift Games uh, Kickstarter is coming at the end of the month. Um, nice. They're doing a, a space themed dropping cube dropping game. Oh, um, so we got lots of cool stuff to talk about. Lots of cool things happening. Um, the summer is over, so we might actually be able to settle down and play some board games together, which is something we haven't been able to do very easily for a year and a half. Or it's more, true. but we're getting there. Um, so, Linda, we did it. We did. One more 
episode of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast in the books. Everybody, um, one thing I did find out, speaking of object permanence, is um, I've been completely forgetting to send the stuff over to John to have him edit it and publish the podcast. So we're going to like get that fixed. Okay. And we're going to have this stuff up on YouTube. I made the, like, it's been, it's been a rough month or so. Um, Linda, can you help remind me um, and just yell at yes. me, like, constantly? Um, uh, you will get. I would love you passive will get aggressive. prods of, of, hey, hey. Did you do the thing? thing? Yeah. Did you do the um, thing? I would love Julie, it. do the thing, please. Julie, do the thing. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the text message. Julie, do the thing. Um, that's fine. I'll be Julie. I finally get that <laughs> reference. Because I just finished watching Legend of Korra two weeks ago. Did I tell you that? I never watched yes, it. You, we were talking about that <coughs> up at the lake. Um, yeah, I just I just watched it last or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, Dracon, remind me, please. Um, you can you tell me like during raid and stuff? Um, it'll it'll help. <laughs> um, yes, thank you, Dracon. Um, he uh, Dracon is uh, one of the guys that plays World of Warcraft with me. Um, nice. and he is. Uh, he, I probably see him more than I. I, I probably talk to him more than I talk to my to like like my extended family, um, by nature of the fact that we play World of Warcraft together every day. So it's true. Um, he will remind me. Um, so we're going to make sure that everything gets back up onto the uh, onto the nice. podcast feeds and the YouTubes are done and all that stuff, so people can watch this stuff. Um, please share and do all the appropriate stuff. I definitely let a lot of this stuff lapse and so you know numbers and stats are falling as a result of that and that's on me um but i you know i get by with a little help from my friends always um that is the definition of the engaged family gaming crew so hopefully uh, i can uh, beg borrow and steal some support as we uh, move closer to the end of the year and go figure linda we're uh, less than 60 days away from our next sprint that's insane it's coming up so quick time passes in a linear fashion and way faster than we want it to way um so uh this is not our last show for this week by the way folks i have the efg show on thursday with our bud good buddy jeff walker from the frozen north all sorts of video game stuff to talk about who knows if we're going to get it there's rumors of another nintendo direct happening soon china's doing weird stuff banning kids from playing video games for more than three hours a week we're gonna. Oh, wow. but that's just China being China, though. I told uh, Jevador that he Facebooked me, but like we'll talk about that on Thursday. Um, and you know, we got lots of video games coming out. More World of Warcraft news, which I might hint at ever so slightly and put Jeff to sleep. Um, so yeah, things are exciting. So Linda, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Um, my pleasure. Always the highlight of my week when I get the podcast with you. Um, Everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, We will be back later. And until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod and audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.